if you have it, it's fine. I'm okay with that. Good evening, Chavro. Somehow, uh, a lot of years in a row, I have the schuss to speak the week of Purim, uh, which makes me nervous. But uh, it's a special opportunity, which I appreciate very much. No. Can we hear me without the mic? Is that okay? Yeah, we're good. Okay. So most years, not every year, but most years, Parshas Kisisa is the same week as Purim. Not always. Not Shana Mubaris usually, but most years it is that way. And the Shaila is why. It's not a coincidence such as it doesn't just happen that way. What connects the two? So each and every time we read Parshas Kisisa, we read the story of the Chayta Egel, the obvious question that bothers any thinking person is how is it possible that a Kalah Yisrael that saw Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Bekriyas Yamsuf, Amayim and Arsinai could 40 days later, it's all gone. And not only are they being over about Zara, they are like Bihislavus, dancing and singing, Mamish, Avodah Zara Mamish. 40 days after speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, pun him upon him. It is a pella. So the truth is, it's not just a pella, because the truth is, we, we know that miracles don't have a lasting impact. Anybody who learns Tanakh, probably not enough of us, or myself. But this story, you probably know. The story that is the Haftarah this week. El Yonar Carmel, Gantz Klaisel serving Baal, the king, everybody's in. El Navi, we know, brings the Nevi'ah Baal to, to Har Carmel, and he defeats them mightily. And when the fire comes down from Shemayim, burning up not just the Korban, but the soaked Mizbeach and all the water and everything that's there, Klaus will scream at Hashem, Wachim, Hashem, Wachim, like we do on Yom Kippur. And they take all the Nevi'e Baal and they kill them. And the next day, Eliyahu is running for his life again from Acha. And there's nobody there to help him. It lasted one day. So it's not really surprising that Klai Yisrael didn't weren't impacted by the miracle of, of, of Harsinai because miracles don't have an impact. But why not, Taka? Why don't miracles have an impact? Why is a nice nigla not helpful? If I would wake up each morning, Kodesh Baruch would give me a wink, I'd probably get up a little faster. Wouldn't be any, any minutes late for davening if Kodesh Baruch was looking me in the face. So why, Taka, is it? Why don't miracles work? I would think they would. So Rechanan Wasserman and Kovitz Mamarim asks, how could it be that we're commanded to believe anything? I believe or I don't believe. So for a, a couple of years, I had the tremendous zechus to, to work in a place called Charleston, South Carolina. A number of you have visited there. I encourage you to go. 
some of us are going to North Carolina soon. And uh, when I was in Charleston, I, I worked uh, many hours a week on the college campus at a place called the Col- College of Charleston, which I had only heard of before because they were like a 15 seed in the NCAAs like a few years back. A lot of Jews at the College of Charleston, zero of them, zero almost, maybe one or two, um, grew up from, had any connection to, to like Shemir Shabbos or things like that. So I'd speak a lot, we'd sit in coffee houses and talk about, you know, God and things, whatever we talk about. Um, and, but whenever we'd have a conversation about, you know, belief in God or Torah Sinai, which I didn't bring up ever, but would come up a lot. So it was never really a fair conversation. And it could rarely be an honest conversation. Why? Because believing in a Kaddish Baruch Hu has ramifications. If you believe in a God who created the world and who gave us the Torah at our Sinai and commanded us to live a life a certain way, so once you believe, what does that mean? Now there's a lot for me to do. It becomes much more convenient not to believe than to believe. So you begin the conversation. Already you're totally biased in one direction. But they were like, like these few people who you could talk to who really wanted to be honest. And they said, I don't care where it takes me. I want to really know. I want to really understand. But that was the very few. Because belief has consequences. Says when the Kaddish Baruch Hu commands us to believe, not commanding us to, to know something or say that we know it. He's commanding us to be objective. To think about the ramifications of emuna, To be willing to ask ourselves difficult questions and to look for truth, no matter the consequences. Because most of the time, people would rather believe that which is convenient for them to believe. It's just a lot easier. And there's a great example of this. The stapler points out the Makkah of Barah. Makkah of Barah is Makkah number seven. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu, until now, is six for six. He says something's going to happen, and it happens. And he comes to the Egyptians and he says to them, Look, guys, I'm telling you, Kodesh is going to rain Barah down. It's going to kill everybody. And so your animals are outside, your, your car's in the driveway. It's all gone, I promise you. But if you want to save it, just bring it inside. And many of the many of the Mitzrim Taka did that. But there are some some Egyptians who didn't believe. They left their slaves and they left their cows and their sheep, or whatever, out, out in the fields. What's wrong with them? They watched and becomes barred. I don't mind. it's not gonna happen. I'm sure not. Says the stapler. Because if you don't want to believe something, there is no proof that will make you believe it. The Jews leaving Mitzrayim was going to obliterate the Egyptian economy. So the Egyptians couldn't believe it. And because it was too hard for them, the ramifications, the consequences were too severe, they didn't believe it. Why don't miracles, why don't Nisim Niglim have a lasting effect because only someone who's ready to believe, someone who's ready to be open, to really see, to be influenced by the things that happen around them, is ready for the consequences of a miracle, can allow it to impact them. 
And this, of course, answers our original question. How could the Jewish people who experienced everything they experienced then all of a sudden be Ovid of Mamish? Because the ramifications, the consequences of everything they saw, and especially Harsinai, were enormous. Their whole lives were changing because of Matan Torah. And many members of Kla Yisrael, Taka, were afraid of that responsibility. So they're already having a hard time. And then what happens? Chevra. He didn't come back. It's been 40 days. So what would a normal person do? Maybe let's wait another day. Wait one more. If he really cared, he wanted to come back. You wait another 24 hours. Maybe we miscalculated. But they're so excited. Wait a minute. He's not here. We don't have to do this. New God that we build, that we decide, that goes by our rules. Amazing. And why do they dance? It's a dance of relief. You don't have to have all this. You can do what we want again. They weren't ready for the consequences of those miracles, so they had no impact on them. It doesn't excuse the behavior, of course, but it explains a little bit. The lesson of Chet Egel is that it's not miracles that create emuna or create belief. It's our willingness to be open to allow the experiences that happen in our lives to show us, to remind us there's a Kodesh Baruch in the world. And I think this also explains why Parshish Kisisa so often coincides with the Yantiv of Purim. Because Purim is the Yantiv where we celebrate a Kla Yisrael who came back to Kadosh Baruch Hu and found them on their own. Klai sowed every excuse, every reason not to see a Kadosh Baruch Hu's hand in their life. Every reason to say that the events of Purim were mamish, just a coincidence. And instead, they not only recognized Yad Hashem in the story, but they embraced it. And not just embraced it as truth, but the ramifications of Akimu Vikibla Yehudin. A new Kabbalah Torah, as a result of what they were willing to see with their own eyes, because they wanted to see it, because they were ready to accept it as true. Perms are our opportunity to celebrate our ability to accept the MS, the truth of Torah, with all that, that brings and all it means for us. And there's no greater simcha than feeling that you're living a life that's real and that's true. That's the simcha of Purim. When I was, uh, I think I was already learning here in Yeshiva, and I went back to Shalvim, where I learned before I learned here. And Thursday night in Shalvim, we were, I don't know what I was doing, I guess we were learning. And uh, Rajun Michelle, who was just here a few weeks ago, right, came running into the base Medrash. And he came and he ran and he found the Ravari Waxman, the, the Menahal. In, in, in Shalvim. And he said, uh, he said, Rav Waxman, I have a new Chiddush. Okay, what's the Chiddush? He says, Shushan Purim is the first day of Purim. Purim, the next year, is the last day of Purim. If that's true, what does that mean? It means the entire year is Cholomoid. Okay? So as we prepare, I don't know if that's true right or not, but that's what he said. It's a good perm term. 
Every year as we prepare for Purim, it's important to think about a particular avoda, something that we can focus on that will provide us with not only a powerful night and day of Purim, but also an avoda that carries with us the entire year, or maybe Cholomoy. And one avoda that I think can be particularly important for us, the Bnei Yeshiva, is the avoda of tefillah on the day of Purim. You see, in the countries of the Talmudim of Karelenstein, it brings Binyani uh, Me'apurim the following. He writes, Kasev B'Sefer Zegulos Yisrael, Simen Samech Vav. I don't know what that Sefer is, but it sounds beautiful. V'zel Shono. I like what he says, either way. Mekubo Mipi Gedole Olam, the Segula B'Purim Lahashkim Boker, Ulaibos B'Tfilah V'Vakasha. They say in the name of the Gedole Olam that it's a Segula on Purim to get up early and to dive in a lot. V'Vakasha Lifnei Yishem Yisparach HaKol Dover, to dive in for anything. Hein al Bnei Chayei B'Nezonei, Vein al Shara Dvarim, to dive in for anything you need. V'al Kol Kerovov, to dive in for your family. That Purim is a very special day to Davin. Chidush Arim writes, Purim Huzman Ratzon Lakol, Shash Rava de Ravin, Vikol Echad Yachal Poel, Eitzel Kaishparachu, Shimale Komishalas Libo Latova. Some of the minute to get up and say all of Sefer Tehillim. Sam Sofer also quotes Yerushalmi. He writes, when it comes to the Tzedakah Amparim, we know, Any person who puts in the hand on Purim, I don't ask them for a Tuda, I don't ask for your, uh, you know, Haskama from Samrav. You put out your hand on Purim, we give you. We don't ask a question. Says Chasam Soifer, Kol Poshet Yad is not just how we relate to other Jews on Purim, but because we relate to other Jews that way on Purim, that's how Kodesh Baruch Hu responds to us. To any person who desires to reach out their hand to Kodesh Baruch Hu on Purim, Yitnu Lo. Kodesh Baruch Hu responds. Even if we don't have the right to da. We don't have the right letter. We don't have the right zechuyos. These are only a few of the many, many, many mamari chazal and words of the tzaddikim about the power of tefillah But why? Where does that power come from? Why bedafka perm more than any other day? And the answer, of course, is that it wasn't the koach of the mechama. That helped Klaisa on Purim, it was the willingness to reach out to Kadosh Baruch Hu at a time of absolute Hester Pani. A time when no one could see Kadosh Baruch Hu and still decide to rely on him and to trust in him. When Esther tells Mordechai Lech, Kenosis Yehudim, gather Gans Klai Yisrael to fast and to daven, it was those beautiful Tfilos, not of Tzadikim alone, but of every member of Klai Yisrael which opened up the Shara Shemaim. 
And because of the power of those tefillos, we were saved on the first Purim. And it's an account of the power of those tefillos that Purim remains one of the greatest days of tefillah of the entire year. And why? Again, because it's the power of Amuna that emerges not from overt, overt, overt miracle. It's Amuna and commitment that comes towards the Kaddish Baruch Hu because of our own desire, our own recognition of how important that relationship is in our lives. Sometimes we spend so much time here running around. I run around here also. We all run around. And we do tremendous things all day. We're all day packed with just such important things. All day. Morning, afternoon, and night. And somehow we're running through the day trying to be Balei Avodah and trying to learn and this and that extra learning in this afternoon Seder. And it's amazing and great. And then comes to the Dav and it's like, I got on the Kof the Dav. I'm like too tired. So I'll go to the other minion because like it's too hard. I can't, I can't dive in that long. It's so chaval. Because this is the time of a chance to dive in like a mensch. Every day, three times a day with a yeshiva minion. I'm not talking only in this room, but a yeshiva minion every day to learn the tefillos and to, to, just to take the time to dive in like a mensch. It is such an amazing opportunity. Take it for someone who doesn't daven in yeshiva every single day, three times a day. It is such an opportunity to grow in your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch You come here in the Chavrat, we all say it. I feel like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm working so hard and I'm learning. I don't feel like I'm growing as much. So I'll, I'll tell you a skula. A skula. Tefillah. Take the time to daven. To understand the words. I know you're a yeshiva guy. But you can also read English. I also read English sometimes. There are hard words. To try. To improve our tefillah. And it starts on Purim. Because Purim is a day of tefillah. That's why we, why do we read the tefillah. Look at the Mishnah Guru. Why do we read the Megillah night and day? Because Klaiso screamed out at the Kodesh Baruch Hu, night and day. Kuyasa Zohilula. The whole day is a day of tefillah. So at least the three tefillahs on Purim, we should daven like a mensch. All three. So let's use the power of the tefillahs of Purim. Come early, stay late, and work hard. Throughout the night and day of Purim on this one yourself, finding a real, living, breathing connection with a Bonashal through Tefillah. And if we can do that, that just as the Tefillos of Purim for answer the Tova and brought Yeshua for Kala Yisrael, so to our Tefillos should bring the ultimate Yeshua for Kala Yisrael from Hervia Amen.